This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the show. Well, this one's been under embargo for some time, but I can finally reveal my conversation with Miller Petroza from Creator. He's a fantastic guy. I've had a number of chats with him over the years. Always look forward to his company. And the catalyst this time around is an Australian tour alongside of In Flames, which is occurring in February 2024. If you're local, please check gig guides and I'll put some more information in the episode description. Now, throughout this chat, of course, we talk a little bit about the tour, but a chat with Miller is a guy like him with his intellect. It's always great to branch out and discuss other topics, social issues, especially what's bloody going on in uh, Israel at the moment and the way that is affecting the rest of the world. So here he is, Miller Petroza from Creator. In terms of the, the interviews and the conversations, do, do you like this aspect of it? it it's more it's more intimate i mean it's more uh it's it's it, i can see your facial ex, expression if i say something stupid now oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess i guess what i'm getting at is that you do so many interviews throughout the year you know i know it's better than digging a ditch but do you enjoy the interview process i do um depending also i mean um see this this is like this is the fifth interview today and we keep it short and sweet yeah. and um and um, sometimes I, when I'm on on a, or they call it um, promotional tours, and and you do like ten in a row, and then of course it gets kind of like repetitive and mechanical after a while. But keeping it shorter and only up to five interviews a day, it makes it makes it cool, you know. Are people still asking you questions like, "So, Miller, tell me, how did the band start?" Those sort of questions, do they still come through? That that happens, yeah. And also, um, there's always there's always certain questions where I go like, "Oh my god, again!" But sometimes you you have to be you have to be also keep in mind that some people that have never heard of the band or are not so familiar, eh, you know, whatever. You know, I'll, I'll I'll try to be even if those questions come up, I try to answer them politely. Yeah, I know you do. You've always been a champion that way. Um, you and Blitz, I reckon, you're very similar uh, in the way that you approach interviews. So I enjoy listening to your interviews, but I also like talking to you as well. Thank you. There you go. So this uh, this Clash of the Titans too, I'm one of the few people that know that it's happening. I know it's embargoed until Sunday or Monday. Yes. yes. So a couple of days. So, look, it's happening through February of 2024, so it's not far away. And I know the fans are going to appreciate it because we remember your tour with Sepultura a couple of years ago. But that's a question. So you toured with Sepultura last time. How come you picked In Flames this time around? Um, this new brand that we established, the Clash of the Titans with the K, mm. um, is a is a, we did a, we did one in with Testament and one with Sepultura, and of course. We always try to bring it to to places we haven't uh, that where it didn't happen before, and then we had a, this this idea of bringing it to Australia, and we asked some of our friends and other bands, and um, in flames were like, yeah, let's do this because it's like uh, it's the the concept is you have two full headlining shows of each band, and um, um, full set length and um, yeah. production. And um, 
in one night. And it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's a double full treatment for the fans, so they get like the they get hopefully two of their favorite or not favorite bands, whatever, and they might get to experience a band that they don't know before or or, or whatever. And it's like combining the powers of uh, and 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 the fan base of, of both bands and um, making the shows bigger. Mm. Gotcha. What about set lists? Okay, because. I don't know where this is. This won't be a different crowd for you, but it's a different band for you to be touring with. I'm not saying that they're new school, but they're newer than Sepultura, if you understand a testament. If yeah, you know absolutely. Saying so, does that mean that you've got to play a combination of the old school bangers and some newer stuff, or can you dive into a song from Enderama? <laughs> Um, I, we haven't thought about uh, the Endorama stuff yet, but there might be some, there'll definitely be some surprises. Uh, but we want to, you know, for us, as a set list is almost like a, a long song. So it's the uh, Dramaturgy that uh, has to be um, powerful and, and has to make sense and it has to kind of, kind of flow. And um the you can you can expect a combination of of a lot of the old stuff and a lot of the new stuff back to back um and it will be it will be cool i guess mm. there will be there will be some surprises but not too many there are some standards that we have to play and and um considering the fact that we're not coming to australia uh, so often we we there there that we need to play the fan favorites yeah, gotcha. Can we expect any collaborations like the recent one with Danny Filth? Ah, yeah. Um, that was <laughs> that was uh, that was a nice surprise. We that was something that came up very spontaneous. We played on the same on on, on, on at the, the Bloodstock Open Air over here in uh, in, in in the UK, and um, um, that that wasn't planned. That wasn't like okay, we need to come up with some cool collaboration. And uh, I think that was very spontaneous and maybe something like that will happen in the future again, because I, I kind of like um, the color that, that Danny, for example, brought to the song. It's, 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 it makes it very uh, fresh and, and unique. It's almost like a, a 2022 version of an old song or 21 or whenever we did it, um, of a song that's been around since 80, nine <laughs> yeah gotcha i loved your collaboration with tobias as well actually i loved it when you guys did that oh yeah yeah, yeah. and you could even do an album that way have you thought about something like that yeah we were thinking about some something for the next album um because there will be um there will be uh you're the first one and i'm telling this but i can there will be a movie about the band um made by a german director and um, we will invite some people in the process um, to do some collaborations with us. And um, we haven't thought of who we're going to work with yet, but there might be some, 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 some obvious and some surprising guests on on the on on, on that album. Uh, it might be coming out with along with the new the next creator studio album which we scheduled for 2025 uh, and uh, it will be part of the movie so it's going to be like the dirt then is it it's not it's, it's a documentary um but it's it will be it will it will cover it will, it will basically focus on the present 
Um, we also take the the director with us. Um, she might come to to Japan with us on this on the next tour, and uh, and uh, maybe even Australia. We haven't we haven't decided yet. And um, some stuff will be shot in Germany. Some more like historic stuff, and we'll see. It's going to be a full length um, cinematic awesome. experience. Fans will love it. Yeah. Hey, I'll just ask you now. I don't I know we don't have too long. Have we got until quarter past the hour or we've got a bit longer than that for the chat? Yeah, we you're the last one, so feel free. Okay. All right, sweet. Okay. Look, I have asked you this before, but I've got a I feel like I've got a different audience these days to the one that I had five and six years ago. It's grown considerably, to be honest. So they probably don't know that I've asked you questions about Chuck Schuldiner before. So if it's cool, I want to talk about him for a moment because I know you've, you've got this really, outside of creator, you've actually got this really deep career. And that mm-hmm. includes Jesus Killing Machine, which is the debut album from Voodoo Cult featuring mm-hmm. Chuck, okay? I don't know whether a lot of even the, the Chuck fanboys out there know that he was a part of a band that you were you were in. So what's your take on Chuck and your memories of working with him? Mm-hmm. Basically, we've been friends before we worked together. Um, I've I've known him through like tape trading days, and um, and uh, when we played, I think St. Petersburg, uh, he came to a show, and uh, we 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 talked on the phone. You know, back then you would talk on the phone for for, and uh, that's what we did. And um, then later on, um, this 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 artist from Germany, Philip. He came up with the concept of the Voodoo Cult project. It was his baby, um, and he uh, we we he collaborated with uh, like people like Dave Lombardo, um, uh, Chuck, and um, various other uh, people from 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 metal bands. And I was also involved. And uh, funny enough, it's I, I, we never met. None of the people that were involved in this album. Uh, met in the studio and played the, the everybody played their part individually so um i've known chuck and i've known known him quite well but i, I we we never made it into the studio together it was just a collaboration for that album but we never actually recorded music together in one room you know yeah 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 different times no doubt about that yeah what is that when I say an important aspect of your career, do you feel it's an important aspect of your career? That that album, Which, the no. uh, Jesus Killing Machine. No, you don't. No, no, no I didn't no. think so. Yeah, no, it was a nice, it was a nice to have kind of thing, but it's not like it's not a milestone to be honest. I wasn't involved in the songwriting. I was only playing guitar, and then that's to me is like it's like I said, it's it's Philip Boas' baby, and I'm 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 happy that I persist, uh, I could contribute to it, and I'm, I'm and I, I don't regret doing it. I thought it was a cool little little um, project, um, but it's not it's not something that I would mention if on my deathbed or whatever you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just uh, something something that I was involved in. Something that happened, yeah. What's the what's the most significant opportunity that you've said no to? I'm talking about a sliding doors moment that could have changed your career. Ah, no, there was none of that. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. Uh, I, I think um, I think um, 
I think everything fell into place the way uh, things happen for a reason. And there was never like a moment where I was like, I did, I made a stupid decision or something. I mean, uh, we, you live and learn. And uh, I, I, I signed my first record deal when I was 17 years old and my mother had to sign it for me because I wasn't 18 yet. And, um, so that wasn't a that wasn't a mistake. Um, from nowadays perspective, of course, I could have maybe have a, a lawyer involved with something that I would do nowadays. But back then, I was I was happy to have a record deal. So there was no there was no regrets and there was no bad decisions. Of course, you know you made some stupid decisions along the way i mean this has been a like what like 30 plus year uh career you know i mean of course you make mistakes but there wasn't any major fuck up where i was like oh if i wouldn't have done this i would have been here or whatever you know no no none of that you still get the fans who take exception to outcast and endorama um there are some fans that love these albums and there are some fans that don't like the albums too much. So um, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that um, those, I mean, Endorama I like a lot and Outcast contains Phobia, which is one of our fans' favorites. Um, the album wasn't so popular, but it was definitely, those were definitely to me, um, very important albums. Do you feel as though Hordes of Chaos was the album that, I'm not saying it's a comeback because you were well and truly, you never went away, let's face it. But do you feel as though Hordes of Chaos was the album that really cemented you guys as the force to be reckoned with again in the new millennium? Maybe. Um, maybe even Violent Revolution. Um, but, yeah, it was a, definitely a, an important album for us. Um it's it's hard for me to answer these questions to be honest because i'm too involved you know and i think uh, some of the albums mean a lot to certain people whereas on the other hand they don't mean so much for others so to me those are important albums yes mm. how close are we do you think to getting and i think there was talk of it i mean i heard along the grapevine so god knows if this is true so i'll get to the point Creator Sodom Destruction and Tankard on a festival lineup, sort of a thing like a Clash of the Titans style thing. Is that? I mean, you guys have obviously talked it's about happening. that. It's happening. It's happening in 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 July. Okay, that's um, where it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's already it's sold out in three days. So it's like, and it's only a one off. It's only a one off because it's hard to organize all four bands in one in one package. So it probably won't be a tour. Um. Or if it's gonna be a tour, it won't be a long tour. Um, so it's very exclusive. And um, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was something that we were in the talks for a long time. We were talking about it for years, and um, I finally made the decision to organize it in a in a in a spot where it's convenient for everybody. You know, these bands are uh, one of the bands. In, on the package they don't tour so much so we needed to to really see if they they can schedule it and it's convenient for them and uh and another the two bands are living very close to the place and uh destruction they're uh, they're road dogs like us so it's like um um yeah it was a little it took a little while to organize it but um 
yeah, finally it it, ha- it will happen. And uh, fans are really appreciating it. I mean, yeah. like, uh, it's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, you, you could tour the US with a package like that and make, you could... yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe we will. I mean, uh, it's like I said, it's, it's quite hard to organize for bands that have such different schedules and, 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 you know, and, uh, so it's, it's not so easy, but we, we would be up for it and, um, we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike Seffringer, are you in touch with him at all? The destruction no. guitarist? More, no, no, nobody. I, I've, I've tried to look up where he's at just because I, I love talking to you, you guys who are who have been around a long time, but I can't find him. So I hope he's well either way. But yeah, he's sort of, yeah, he probably, you should ask me. He knows, he knows. He, I think they live very close, so he knows whether or not he's well. Yeah, he should be well. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you might have just had enough of the music industry, I suppose, and touring and all of that stuff. It's it can be a grind, I suppose, as well. Like, yeah, Jan Peter Jenkel and uh, Lacrimosa, the album mm-hmm. Revolution. Do you remember recording guitars with him, or was it a bit like the Chuck Schuldiner thing? No, no, I I did that in with um with um with Mark, uh, a friend of mine who plays in the band um, Caliban, and we were recorded the, the guitars at his studio. Um, that was something that uh, we definitely, I, I was definitely involved in. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Did you work directly at all in with Jan Peter Jenkel at all? I hope I'm pronouncing. No, 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 no. I worked with. I did it in a different studio with with Mark uh, Words from yeah. I'm trying to have a chat with him because he produced the uh, Cruelty and the Beast album by Cradle of Filth, and uh, there's a lot of conjecture around that album. If you might be aware, so. Uh, I was wondering if you'd worked with him and what your take on him was, because I can find a lot of people that have done so. I never never did work with him directly. All right. Okay. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy and a decent guitarist, though. So I can't really tell where yours begin and end on that album, to be honest with you, because it's a bit of a different thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, it was just like um, um, uh, all the songs were written also. And uh, I was just, uh, I think um, Tilo wanted to, uh, to be heavier. So he asked me to do the guitars on it. And um, I guess that's basically it. Uh, he wanted to, to have like a more metal sound. And uh, I, I was happy to help him out. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. You may remember our discussions because I always ask you about politics and we always end up in bloody blabbermouth. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> and every time we seem to talk, a war started. Okay, so initially in 2017, there was a Syrian migrant crisis. Mm. And then there was the Russian invasion of the Ukraine last year. And now we've got what's going on in Israel. Mm. Okay, so there's a lot of similarities between German society and Australian society these days because they're high migrant societies. A lot of people in them that are born overseas and first and second generation, this sort of thing. But there's a lot of rhetoric coming out of pro-Palestinian advocates in Dusseldorf. I saw there was a, a rally or whatever you want to call it in Dusseldorf, Barcelona, Stockholm, London, New York, even San Diego. And in Sydney, for example, we, we saw authorities ask Jewish people to conceal their identity against uh, and against a deeply offensive chant, which was gas the Jews. This is going on in Sydney, if you can believe it. Police are watching on and they weren't taking any action. I feel as though the West has been gaslit 
by an increasingly pernicious left wing at the moment. They frame that words of violence, but actual horrendous acts of violence against innocent civilians, the innocent and civilians, like what we saw with those poor Israelis at the rave and the families in the town there near near the border of Gaza. Uh, but they frame it as resistance. They frame violence as resistance. What What's your take on things these days? First and foremost, I'm I'm totally. Um, I, I wish the, that the that humanity would be at a different level at this point in time, where war is not an option. That's basically all I can say about it, because I I think there's always there's always like different views on things. There's always like reasons why people act uh, take violence as an option and uh start a war or start like terrorist attacks or whatever and in my world this should be a thing of the past but it's not and i'm like always shocked when i see what's happening in in these war zones and i always think it's wrong and that's basically it I'm, i look at it from a not so much of a political point of view but more of a humanitarian point of view where i think this on on a spiritual level this should be a thing of the past and that's basically it there it's 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 a it's a it's a tragedy and it's human tragedy and it's 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 something that the human race is cursed with um it's 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 never there should be, in my opinion, this shouldn't happen in the year 2023. So I've got a mate who, who spent some time in Germany and the comment that he made to me was he felt like he needed to learn Arabic before he learned how to speak German. And there's definitely aspects of that throughout Sydney as well as as throughout those other cities that I've mentioned, Stockholm, Barcelona, maybe not Barcelona, but certainly Stockholm, London and uh, Berlin or, or Dusseldorf as well. Um <clears throat> From the perspective that I don't know whether our world is getting safer, how much do you think that, let's call it, it's not unscheduled migration, but the multicultural aspect of migration, how much do you think that has affected the West? Like I said, violence is never an option. And um, the the countries like like i said australia and, and and germany is always like there's always a fluctuation of people coming from countries or going into different countries and moving that's 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 what uh, humans were always like that always people were moving from one place to the other and, and they were born in one country and then moved to another country mm. i don't, i don't think that's the, i think that's a that's a that can be a great thing and um culturally also sometimes that that could can be prop there can be problems, but I, in my opinion, that's not the problem. The problem is the the fact that that there's still reasons to start uh, to to act violence and 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 start a terror attack or um, mm, kind of take violence as an option and i and in my opinion the, 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 uh, we should be at a different point in 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 the history of uh, the human race um which is not uh, we're not there yet 
we're spiritually we're still in turmoil. We're we're, we're still not uh, in peace, and uh, um, it kind of it kind of to me it's like world peace will once you there was some certain points in 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 history where you thought okay now there's a there could be we could be on the edge of a spiritual awakening so to speak where we go be like okay now things are going to change for the better only to learn that in the next minute there's something else happening that's horrible and and it uh, takes us back into the middle ages again and uh and um um it's 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 a it's 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 a problem that goes way deeper than into like people's political views or whatever mm. you know it's it's more, it's more of like a a human drama mm. yeah no i hear look thanks for answering the questions by the way and being articulate on that point the only the, the only other question i've got it's it's got nothing to do with the topic but i guess it's adjacent in a way but throughout covid there was a Senate inquiry in the United States where a whistleblower claimed that American intelligence has alien artifacts not of this earth. And it went, <laughs> <laughs> it went over everybody's head, right? I mean, this is where the conspiracy theorists have a field day that we're being controlled by lizard people or whatever it might be. It's all bullshit. I, get, I know that I'm not a conspiracy theorist in any way, shape or form, but when someone says that and there's they're a Senate whistleblower and then we've had recent... Um, people recently who claim you've had uh, people going to Joe Rogan's show talking about they've interacted with these things and Travis Walton's testimony as well. Yeah, I, I can see you laughing. So obviously you don't give it much stock. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, aliens, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I you, you don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying that there's no aliens or whatever, you know. But uh, why would they want to be involved with the fucking what, what you know, you know, in our businesses on Earth? I mean, this is too far out there, and I, um. It's it's a nice story and it could be a, a great blockbuster uh, plot or whatever. But to me, sorry, I mean, I'm not so naive. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I think a lot of that potentially was just a bit of a red herring, just to get everybody's eyes and attention away from hyperinflation, yeah. which is going on in the yeah, back. But, but also, yeah. like like I said, I mean, everybody's opinion uh, gets getting so blown up nowadays with uh, modern day um, communication that somebody thinks that aliens invade or there's an aliens conspiracy and all of a sudden people are taking these to the world taking it for for facts and uh like i said i mean whatever <laughs> whatever you want to believe in and there's so many there's so many uh like truth so to speak yeah. nowadays and uh i i'm i'm not buying into it mm. I'll make this my final question for you. Okay, um, you've had an, you've had a very long career. It's had its it's it's had it's been tidal. It's gone up. It went went up and then it went down and then went back up again. Okay, so if you could go back and give yourself some advice when you first started out, and you kind of have in terms of the legal side of things with contracts and stuff. But that aside, you've obviously been very you've obviously been extraordinarily. Uh, 
you persevered. Okay, so you've got a very honest character about yourself in terms of the way you've approached your your career as well. But if you could give yourself some advice, what would it be way back when you first started? Mm. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I got a lawyer involved maybe in the very early days. <laughs> Just uh, that, but but that's other than that. I mean, there's no advice. There's, I mean, we did everything in our possibilities. We we jumped on a lot of tours in the early days, and uh, we to us, for me, it's about the music. I mean, it's for me, it's the music is there. We bring it to the people, no matter what. And that's what I did, and um, uh, I take I, I I use all the technology uh, that's on, on my hands. I use all the the touring that I can do. I and it's I I I I t- totally um, think that what I did. Looking back, of course, there's been minor decisions that I made that were not the best, maybe. But in the end of the day, you live and you learn. And uh, my advice to my younger self would be just do it all over again. Like just how I did it. <laughs> no fucking regrets, man. Nice. I like it. Actually, I will make this my last question for you. When's the book coming out? Because you know plenty of people want to read it. Um, the, 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 yeah, we're, we're looking for a, we're looking for a, um, a publisher at the moment. Uh, it's, it's half of it. It's written already. This so, bi- your biography? No, no, no. It's a fiction. fiction. Oh, tell me, tell me about it. I, I haven't heard about it. Yeah, uh, it's it's not. It's too early. It's too ah. early. Um, there's there's going to be a fictional book coming out. I do it with a friend of mine who's uh, an author, and um, um, we're working on it at, as we speak. But what about a biography? Because I'd love to read that. I would. I would. Yeah. I. I haven't. I'm, I. I don't feel. <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't feel old enough to read a biography yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but there's a, there's a heck of a story there. There's always going to be a story there when you've had a career this long, though, and uh, especially throughout the 1990s and just keeping on. I know you had the German territory there that was so favourable to heavy metal bands, and, you know, we love the German fans for that, but um, still, man, there'd be a heck of a story for people to read. It might even resemble the dirt. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, I, but that's something that's definitely going to come out in the future. Definitely, it's, okay. it's going to at some point, yeah, cool. ten years or twenty years from now. Yeah. No, we'll give it time. Plenty of albums still to go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's always great to chat with you, Miller. I'll certainly be in the crowd when you come down. It's such a you know a great teaming with you guys and Anders and Bjorn. So look, good luck with everything, and thanks very much for the chat again. Always a pleasure. All right, man. Thank you. Take care. See Thank you, you brother. Yeah. For sure. Take care, bye. <laughs> gotcha, mate. Well, there you have it. Another fascinating conversation with one of the icons of heavy metal, Millie Petroza from Creator. Awesome. Okay, if you like that one, go over to scarsandguitars.com because there are plenty more chats resembling that one there. And if you like listening, I know you like reading because you're a smart audience and I've written a book. Click the link on the banner and you know, you know the rest by now. All right, there's some more information to share with you about the book, but before we get to that, my name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and I'm the host of the podcast, Scars and Guitars. Until next time, it's a goodbye for now. This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith.
I've been the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast since 2017. The first musician I interviewed for the show was David Vincent from Morbid Angel, and things have just snowballed from there. In all, I've posted almost 650 podcast episodes featuring conversations with many of the leading lights of rock, heavy metal, and beyond. It just got to a point where I thought, I need to write a book about all this, so that's exactly what I did. In Scars and Guitars Volume 1, you'll read a heap of deep reveals and commentary, such as Des Fafara talking about Cold Chamber and why the band will never return. You know, if you're a, a band just starting out, you need to hear me. Do not start a band with partners. Ever. Yeah, wise words there. Sage advice, mate, for anybody. Don't ever, because I, I can't go do Cold Chamber right now unless I get others involved. Phil Anselmo talks about the episode in his career, which gives him the greatest sense of accomplishment. I think the staying power of the, the fans and the staying power of the I, of the songs, you know, whether it's Pantera, Down, or Superjoint, the fans remember the songs. Alex Skolnick from Testament confirms that, yes, playing the guitar in Ozzy's band is anything but an ordinary gig. Will Silent Oz from Demu Borgir write a book? Pa from Sabaton gives advice to people who want to start a band. Look at the team around you, look at the bandmates. If, uh, if the guys want to be on the stage, then it's all cool. If the guys want to be backstage, then it's not going to be cool. Current and former members of Cradle of Filth discuss the band's seminal 90s material. Read about the reaction to George Lynch and Mark from Suicide Silence's comments when they throw shade at then-President Donald Trump. We have this idiotic monster, you know, this egotistical, self-aggrandizing, complete piece of shit in there. I, I, just, I just can't understand how we've gotten to this place. And yeah, we kicked a hornet's nest with Sepultura. Percussive overlord Gene Hoagland talks about recording with Chuck Schuldina. Chuck was always, um, you know, he was, he was very, you know, very open-minded and, and he was into having his, his musicians that were playing with him just reach out for, for the best stuff that they had. Phil Campbell from Motorhead discusses what it takes to get sober. John Five answers his critics who dismiss his tenure with Marilyn Manson. You know, my name is John Five and Manson gave me that name and um, I had some of the best years of my life in that band and, and learned a lot. And we get the lowdown on Trey Zagtoth from those who would know, including his mother. All across Scars and Guitars Volume 1, there are moments of tension, relief, tragedy, exhilaration, and throughout it all, you'll obtain insight that I believe no one else has managed to obtain from many of your favourite artists. So treat yourself. Scars and Guitars Volume 1 is currently available as an ebook with a print edition on the horizon. Follow the links attached and download a sample. I'm sure you'll be compelled to read the whole book.